Do you want to know how to access the true American dream? I have with us on the podcast today one of the top 10 real estate agents in the United States for the past four years. But he is so much more than that. He has a rags to riches story. Moving to the United States with $120 in his pocket with a dream and a big heart full of aspiration and ambition. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to have the one and only, I only give him one name. He's like Madonna. Santiago is going to be on the podcast right after this. The Lorimer Podcast. Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. Yes, it's your mate, Pete Lorimer. And I am here with one of the most inspirational figures in real estate. And we're going to get into that in a second. Now, Santiago Orana is, you're known all over the United States. You're known all over the world. Now, you have been, okay, ladies and gentlemen, check this out. There are approximately 2 million real estate agents between Canada and the US, 2 million. It'd be nice to be in the top 100, right? Imagine being in the top 10. But imagine being in the top 10 not once, not twice, but four years in a row. Now, Santiago, there's a lot of people in our industry who are lovely, colorful folk who have bluster and have, you know, they're nice enough folk. You will never meet a more humble dude than Santiago. He's a family guy. Whenever I see him, his first words out of his mouth are always, how's the family? Always. Kids good. Never, no, doesn't talk real estate. Came here from Bolivia with $20 in his pocket, didn't speak a word of English, and is now one of the top 10 real estate agents in the entire United States for four years in a row. I'm sure you're going to want to figure out how that happened, and I'm sure he's going to share it with us because he is a man that tends to give away what he knows. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause. You're like Madonna, right? I'm not even going to use your last name. I'm just going to say, Santiago, welcome to the show. What's hey, Peter. Up, How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Wow, what an intro, man. I was not expecting that. <laughs> uh, I did get a... I, I want to be fair to just to be consistent, but uh, it's, it's, it, I came with $120. 100 more than what you just said right now. So it was a lot Oh, better. you came with $120. Yeah. Oh, shit. Then that changes... <laughs> Now I know why you're in the top 10. I mean, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't change anything. But uh, but thank you. Thank you for, for having me here. It's always good to see you, man. I, uh, you know, I have a appreciation for what you do and uh, what you've done also. Uh, we've known each other for a long time and we've gone through the goods and the bads of the markets and the COVID and, and the, everything, right? So uh, happy to be here. Happy to answer any questions. Happy to share any knowledge or any experience that is served me well that all i can do is share with everybody that is in here right now and whether that resonates with people or not that's personal right but uh i'll do my best um amazing and and i'm gonna get into the think and grow rich stuff because that's one of my favorite books but i want to kind of start with where we are today now i saw you posted something on stories and and, and i know i'm probably going to make you feel awkward because i know you don't like to brag I know you're not that dude. You're a humble guy. But for the listeners out there, this is 2021. Can you give us an idea of how much you have closed since January the 1st this year? Sure. I closed 239 million with 63,000. 
$240 million in, yeah. in five months, not even five months, four and a half months. <laughs> yes, it's been a good year it's so far. Been a, it's been an incredible year. So there's a lot of folks who are getting into real estate. They see you. It's like almost like, it's almost like I'm interviewing like, you know, a rock star. It's like I'm interviewing, you know, whoever. I'm Justin Bieber. Well, not Justin Bieber. <laughs> you probably represent Justin Bieber. But um, it's like I'm interviewing. You're at the very, very top of your game. And sometimes agents who are in the business can feel detached from that. But I know that you came here. You didn't walk into a real estate career. You didn't walk into into um, luxury. You didn't you didn't have things given to you. You worked for them all. And what I'd like to cover is how do you go from being a waiter with a hundred bucks? And then how do you go from your first sale to your next, to your next, uh, into now selling commonly houses that are 30, 40, 50, 70 million dollars? What's the roadmap? Because I think it's important for guys to be inspired by your story. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of things that go with it, you know, but I, I can tell you that one of the most important things probably is mindset, right? It's, it's what's inside your head and between your ears above your neck. Uh, the, the mindset for me was I was never a waiter, right? I was waiting tables, right? I knew that was a period of my life that I was going to be waiting tables and I did it happy and I got a ton of experience and I loved it. And that was a period of my life, but uh, I never thought as a waiter, right? I always knew that I was going to be somewhere else. And I didn't really have a, a clear picture in the beginning when I moved here because I was new to the country. I didn't speak the language. Uh, I was getting to know what this country is about. And eventually uh, after research, you know, because I study business administration and uh, marketing. And the reason why I came to the U.S. to, to, to learn English is because I was going to do a master's degree in finance that I never ended up taking because it was in English. So I came to learn English and then I never left. So, so it really is the mindset, right? I, I came to learn English here and I happened to like it and I happened to to you know fell in love with the with my wife and, and and get married and there was no reason for me to go and took any 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 master degree or anything not even back to my country uh but when i made the decision to stay here uh i started to do research of like okay what is it that i can work and how much money i'm gonna make doing this and i start dropping resumes to different places right like insurance companies companies marketing companies whatever and and what they were offering there uh, as a salary for as a base salary for for it was less than what I was making in cash in the restaurant, right? So it wasn't really exciting for me. And then I started projecting, right? Like what's going to happen in 10 years if I work for that company, right? But how, how high can I grow? What's Who's the top executive on that company and how much money they make? And I started, you know, coming up with numbers like 250, 300,000, 350. I was like, okay, that's definitely better than, than waiting tables. But then someone suggested real estate to me, and I wasn't really familiar with it at all. Uh, I started doing research, and I said, okay, who are the biggest players in LA? And I found two or three of them, and I said, how much money these dudes say? And then I looked at it, and I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So, so it, I think it's the mindset, right? And once you have your mindset, and you know where you're going, and you have a direction, you need to have a direction, because imagine getting in an Uber and telling the guy to drive around LA and not know where to go. It'd be a very, very, very expensive trip and a waste of time, right? So if you don't have a direction of where you want to be, where you want to end, and want to as a goal, right, as a big goal, and 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 you don't have a clear idea in your mind and visualize about how you gonna feel when you're there. You see, for me, every night I visualize where I'm gonna be down the road 
I feel it. I lived it so many times in my head that to me it's real. It's there. It's happened already. So the universe is just going to accommodate the right opportunities, the right people, the right timing, everything when I go on the street for me to get to that place that has already happened in my mind, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so is, that Tony, is that a Tony Robbins thing? Because I know you're a big fan of Tony Robbins, as am I. Yeah, it's, it's a combination of things, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of those master's teachers, right? I mean, it's Tony Robbins, it's Joe Dispenza, it's, uh, it's all, those, all those guys that think that, you know, that way and that, uh, the think and grow rich, the Napoleon Hills, right. that, you know, you mind, you can create your life. And so this is what I'm loving about this is you're giving a roadmap to people. So first of all, we have to visualize it, right? And if you want the, 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 the cliff notes to visualization, watch the secret, right? Watch the exactly. secret. Exactly. Exactly. That's the easiest. That's what I watch and I understood first. Right. right and right. then you can elaborate more into it, right? And I even have a few other podcasts with visualization that I can walk you through it if you go to my YouTube channel. Oh, amazing. 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 So once you get to the visualization of where you want to be and the houses you want to sell and the area that you want to sell in, that's fine. But how then did you make the pieces? Did, did you farm areas? Did you po do postcards? Did Perfect. you do letters? Did you do, what did you do? Massive, massive, massive amount of work. I'm talking about working really hard, working when nobody else is working, showing up when nobody else is showing up. So what I used to do, I, was, I wasn't very good at cold calling, for example, because you have all the basics, right? It's like sending letters, expires, uh, fizzballs, uh, door knocking, uh, cold calling. You have all those things that you can use to generate leads. For me, cold calling wasn't good because I had, a, I mean, I, I have an accent now. Imagine how it was back in the day, right? Uh -huh. It was really, imagine getting a phone with me. Me too. Were, I, I have a funny accent too. I have yeah, a Brit. You, you, British accent is like automatic success in, in, in LA, you know, like in United States people like, and you understand it. I mean, you're the mother language, right? You originated. Right, right, right. For me, it was like, dude, I was not speaking very good English. So uh, cold calling was not going to work for me. But what I did like was the, the personal part of, of this business, right? Is meeting people and talking to people and connecting with people, which is what I always enjoyed. Uh, and, and believe it or not, the period of time that I was waiting tables, it told me a lot about people, right? Because for, for five and a half years, I waited tables in a number of restaurants. So I had the opportunity to meet nice people, not so nice, rude, manners, no manners, cheap. The moment I sit down at a table, at, you know, at, towards the end when I was like waiting tables, I had two words with somebody and I knew what my tip was going to be. I know they were going to drink or not. And I know it was going to be an asshole or not. So that gave me like a really, really good sense to understand and read the energy of people. So for me, one of the biggest things that I did was door knocking. So, you know, I started to door knock in an area that I wanted to door knock and I felt that I wanted to get listings. So that was big for me. I used to door knock between 200 and 250 doors a week. Uh, while I was waiting tables, double shift and doing the rest of the stuff in, in, the, in between seven days a week. Uh, so I will go door knocking in the morning, go to the lunch shift, work in the restaurant, make 80, 100 bucks, change, go door knock again or go make phone calls, go back to the restaurant, work the dinner shift and then go home. Uh, and then Saturdays and Sundays, I like to see somebody else's open houses because I didn't have listings in the beginning. So I went okay. to agents that I work at the company at the time they had enough listings and I was asking to let me see their open houses. And I sat Saturdays and Sundays, but why Saturdays? Nobody sits on Saturdays. Exactly to the point. On Saturday morning, I was 
at six o'clock in the morning putting my signs out because I had to put my own signs at the time. And uh, and people will say, why six in the morning? Don't just put it at 12.30 before one o'clock or before two o'clock. Why? Because it's free advertising, right? If I put my sign at six o'clock in the morning, the dudes are going in a run, the girls are going to have coffee. Everybody that is walking by is already seeing my name, right? So by the time the open house came, like a lot of people drive, rode the bike, seen it, right? right? So I used to do that on Saturdays. And on Saturdays, guess what? How many open houses do you have on Saturdays? Not many, very few. So where do we end? everybody who was looking at houses on Saturday end up? And my open houses, regardless whether it was the house they were looking for or not, I will end up meeting people that are looking for houses. So I started to build up, you know, my database that way. And I did it for long enough where by the time 2012 came, uh, I just built a very, very large database. And when the market got hot again, I just, the phone wouldn't stop ringing. It hasn't stopped since then. So, wow. I mean, what, ladies and gentlemen, what you should do is you should rewind the past like three or four minutes because you now have the roadmap. You have the roadmap to, from starting a new career with nothing to building an enormous business. Now, obviously, you have uh, uh, an exorbitant amount of charisma and you're a nice guy and you can just feel your, that you're a genuine person. Thank you. Well, I've just watched Holston. I don't know if you've have you seen Holston yet. That might date this podcast. But Holston is phenomenal on Netflix. And it talks about this uh, entrepreneur who's in fashion who has enormous success like, like yourself. Now, I don't see what happened to him happening to you. However, the mindset, we've seen this in our industry when people get success, right? Because when you're in the trenches and when you're slugging away and when you're building your business and when you're getting the numbers and the numbers are doing this, it's you feel like it's almost like you're in a boxing ring and it's like, I'm going to keep slugging it out. Then there comes a point when you hit success and you hit that many years ago, you're a successful, one of the most successful real estate agents in the world. How do you not let the demons come into your mind of I'm scared to lose what I have? How do you keep the mindset going? Well, they do. That's what the mind does, right? It's, it's, uh, it's like a thermostat, right? And you need to learn how to regulate your, your thermostat. So you set the temperature at 71 degrees in this office, right? When it's getting hot, it kicks in, right? So it gets to 72, kicks in to bring the temperature down to 71. So if we've been conditioned for our entire lives through school, through families, through religion, through where we live, through culture, to think certain way, that's our thermostat, right? So you need to raise your standards and raise your thermostat to a better, more comfortable place because what's going to happen is when you get into a place that you've never been, automatically that's what the mind's going to do. It's going to say, oh, dude, you're going to lose something bad's going to happen. This cannot be good. This is too good to be true and all these things. So what does the thermostat do? Turn on and you auto-sabotage yourself thinking too much, right? But if you can raise that, to where, where it's comfort. And for me, for example, I'll tell you like three simple words that came from a guy that I really, really look up to it and, and admire very much, Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Job not done. It's not. For me, it's not. I mean, for me, is great. Great year. What's next? What's the next year? And what's the next year? And what's the next year? But not from a point of view as like, oh, how much money I'm making with this or that or whatever it is. For me, is that's the way to keep me always looking at what's next as opposed to try to auto-sabotage myself. It's like, what's going to happen now, right? It's like, you know, you finish the year, let's start another year again. If you close an escrow, what's the next escrow? You sold a house, 
what's the next listing? So I think that it's, it's a constant work, right? It's, it's a con constant work. I mean, I, I listen to audiobooks every day. I probably go through two or three books a month on all this kind of stuff because I need to be reminded every day and I need the tools constantly. And you need to be learning constantly because the moment you stop learning, you start dying, right? And that's what the mind does. The mind... It's always going to bring this love stuff. that phrase because it's ancient, right? Like the mind is in there for thousands of years and it's been doing that. And that's what it's supposed to do because it's conditioned to get you to survive survival ship, you know? So that's why you come from a place of fear. But if you understand where you're going, what you want, and you're working hard and you have faith, right? Faith and fear can hold hands. It just mm -hmm. doesn't work that way. You either have one or the other one. You can say, oh, I have faith. I'm going to do this and be like, yeah, what if I don't? Don't, yeah, that's that doesn't work. So it's one of the two, right? So if you have a choice of living in fear or living in faith, you make the choice to live in faith and you learn the tools on how to do it. And it's great teachers to, to teach you how to do it. There's amazing books. I mean, they just start doing something. The problem is uh, that I observe in people is the execution, right? I go and give seminars and I give talks and we're talking and I tell them everything that I'm telling you right now. Always, but always at the end, there is one person that raised the hand and says, <laughs> Last question. Tell us the truth, though. I mean, that sounds good. It's all good. Thank you so much. But really, 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 what is the truth? How did you, what is it? What is it that really got you all these listings and that? And I say, I'm going to see you in six months from now, okay? And I'll, I'll give you all a list of the things that you need to do. And in six months, I'll be shocked if out of the 200 people that are here right now, two are doing it. Shocked. They all drop the ball. In the execution, yeah. right? And that's the trick. The key is execution. It's like having the discipline and the ability to wake up every day and do what you say you're going to do and perform. Right. It's almost like Kobe, right? Kobe always got his free throws. Not that I'm a basketball guy. I don't really know too much about basketball. Me neither. He, he hit his free throws because for every free throw, there were 10,000 practice shots. Yeah. And it, it's, the, it's the same as, as exactly as what you're saying. There is, a, there is a theme, though, woven through your, your career, which is I'm hearing the same voice of conviction, and it's not conceit. It's not like I want to be the biggest, baddest bitch on the block. You're, you're not that guy. You're a very, you're just, you're, you're, you're annoyingly down to earth. It's like you're this superstar, and you're like, so lovely, always, right? Thank you, man. Um, but I'm hearing the same voice now as when you were a waiter which is, um, this is something that's going to lead to something else, it's going to lead to something else, it's going to lead to something else, it's going to lead to something else. And there's a mantra that I live by, which is, I have ambition, I have goals, but I stay out of the results. I stay out of expectations. I stay out of, because expectations for me are just a roadmap to disappointments. So it's all, what we control, we don't control the results, we control the action. We control, to use your word, the execution. So I looked at, uh, I have a, a wonderful kind of like uh, a detailed account of, of you before you came on, on the podcast. I know you anyway, but it's interesting. A lot of your key points, I want to talk about family for a little bit because family is incredibly important to me. Yes. It seems to me that your family you always post pictures of your wife and your kids and you at the beach and you having fun. And, and it, it, I want to hear about that holistic approach 
to business because for me, family makes me a better businessman. Of course. Of course. I mean, like there, the, in order to be a, a good businessman and in order to, for me, again, everything that I talk is just my, my personal life, right? Uh, you, you can be the best version of yourself if you don't give yourself what you need. And for me, my needs are obviously family, my kids, uh, having breakfast, having dinner with them, sharing in the weekends, spending time with them now that I have the ability to do it. So going surfing. And so all those things feed my soul, right? And then there is also uh, things that you need to do for yourself. So if you do those things uh, and you find balance, and there are people that might not be family people, that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you're not someone that has kids and is married and that's not your thing, you still need something separate from business that fulfills you, right? So you need to find something that gives you that inner peace, that the satisfaction, take care of yourself and love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, it's very hard for people to love you. So if you are able to give that to yourself, now you're ready to go out there and, and conquer the world, right? Because you are your cup is full. And when your cup is full and you show up in an appointment, people feel that energy and they want to deal with you. But if you go to show up in an appointment and you're not content with who you are and what you're doing, people are not going to want to do business with you. It's as simple as that. I agree. It's like our industry is as much attraction as anything else, and it's and and I feel that um, confidence and and self love. If you roll, because when, whenever I've rolled up, and I'm sure you're the same, when you roll up, you're like, "This is awesome. I've got this opportunity, and I'm hanging out with these folks. And if I get the listing, great. And if not, I've hung out in an awesome house for a few minutes. Now, naturally, we want to get the of listing, course. and you want to get the listing. But if you don't, you're not in that, what did I do wrong? You're just, it's not meant to be, right? Yeah, but I always actually make the call, right? When I don't get a listing, I make the call and I'm like, I like to find out what I could have done better. And what was the thing that made you decide to go with that some, somebody else? What did that person offer you that I didn't? Or what was it? Was it the way I talk? Was it because I'm this? I always, I'm always curious because I think if you, if you fail or you, uh, you, you, you don't get a listing, let's let's find out why right and then let's fix it right i mean going back to kobe i mean if kobe missed a shot from any point of the court after the game he will stay for two three hours shooting over and over from that same spot that he didn't make the shot until he made it right so that's the thing it's like if you can figure it out what happened that to me is a win it's a win because now now you you take you took care of that thing that you didn't do right right and now the next time that thing comes up you're gonna nail it i i totally agree i whenever i i don't i miss out on things i always send an email or a text or i i will call someone and i don't want to put them on the spot so i just say hey i'm happy for you that's a great agent of course. just so i can learn and grow exactly is there anything that i could improve or is there anything i didn't have enough of yeah, exactly. I do the same. And people, by the way, people love that. You know, I mean, I had occasions where I call someone, I say, you know what, tell me exactly that, right? You're, 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 you don't need to tell me who you are, but if you chose to go with X person, and I know the person, you're in great hands, you're going to be okay. Uh, and I'm going to bring, if I can, the buyer for it. And, uh, but, but I want to, I want to know what, what was it like, like, I want to learn, right? right? I want to become better. And one guy one time appreciated so much. He's like, wow. I love that about you. I have another house that is oh. yours. And then literally I got a listing from a listing that I lost from calling and asking why I did wrong. And I immediately I got a listing. 
you know yeah. so uh i think it's important to to i think it's important to to fail and learn why and then fix that you know so let's let's kind of let's let's screw down on that a little bit right cuz we've talked a lot about success what are some of the uh what what are the what are difficulties that you have what what is your what is the the most difficult for thing, thing in your career right now what are obstacles that you're trying to overcome you know difficulties and obstacles are uh, in, uh professionally i think in in the in this business is uh that you're dealing with individuals especially in the high end right we're dealing with individuals that are very sensitive uh with time they're very sensitive with money they have a lot of people they work for them they're trying to protect them so it's having the ability to talk to those lawyers having the ability to talk to those business managers and get them to want to hear to the realtor right because uh, you know i mean the, the reality is like all these lawyers and all these business managers they think and they feel like they're a few levels above a realtor, right? So when you get on a phone or when you get in a conference call, when a meeting or anything with them, you have to have the ability to put yourself at the same level, right? Uh, but not by just by acting, right? By acting in a certain way where they will respect you. So that that's always a challenge because you're dealing with personalities, you're dealing with 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 egos. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that's a challenge. The other challenge is is really. Uh, uh, it's bandwidth, right? It's, it's time. Uh, there's so many hours in the day that you have and you need to allocate those hours to the right place. So for me, it's scheduling, right? It's, it's, it's really, uh, I don't take every listing, right? Uh, because I can't. And I'm not a team people, as you know, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, there's few players in town that they have teams with 20, 30, 50 people, right? Right, right. Uh, I have two assistants and, uh, and, and that's it. So uh, I'm one agent that works closely to me. So I have enough time, right, for X amount. So I, it's, it's choosing who you want to work with, which is a beautiful thing, right? Having the ability to choose who you want to work with as opposed to like getting whatever you can. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's that. It's recognizing who you're going to work with and dedicate the time that they deserve and then just, you know, prioritizing the, the things that you need to do. Uh, another challenge is like, you know, uh, things are happening in the world that are out of control, you know? I mean, uh, the economy, this, that, corona, all those things are out of our control. So uh, you can open escrows and the next day you can cancel, right? And you need to deal with that disappointment and then put it back on the market. So I think there is like constant challenge that you, that you come across. And you need to have the ability to move quickly from that, right? So like last week I went to a listing appointment and I really wanted a listing. And it's literally in in in, in the in the area where nobody sells more than me in that area. Okay, it's in Brentwood. Uh and it was a beautiful property, and I thought I got it. I walked out, there were three, three, uh, three trustees, uh, and they all were great and they all asked the right questions. And I nailed in my mind, I nailed it. And I walked out happy. And I got a call two days ago that I didn't get it, right? So it's a disappointment, right? Sure. But what did I do? Ask, can you please tell me what, what it was? And they were like, nothing specifically. I think that, you know, they, they connected better with someone, the age base. And now that they told me that was more like they felt that they were more connected to that person because it was more at their age. Um, 
which is fantastic, right? Because I can change that, right? I cannot become older or younger. If that's a factor of me getting a listing, there's nothing I can do about it. So, but now I know. So I say, okay, I feel good about it. And then next, and I forgot about it already. And I showed it three times already to three different buyers, right? And there's no feelings or anything other than like, you know, I'm going to sell it. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's a thing that I think is a big challenge for a lot of agents, because now as a company owner here at the agency, uh, hiring agents for the last eight years and meeting a lot of people and they come to my office and ask questions and they have their challenges and everything is they don't have the ability to move on quick and i understand in the beginning it's hard right because i a few people told me yeah because you have so much going on that one escrow fails out it doesn't matter yes that's true but if you can start getting used to feeling that way in the beginning it you know what it does is takes you from that negativity so if you have one listing and fails out of escrow okay okay move on because if you keep thinking, you know, it's a Monday that fills out of escrow. If by Friday you're going out to dinner and you're thinking about, oh, I wish I would close, I would be good right now, and this and that, and you continue to torturing yourself, you right? Then what you're doing is you're putting in a place that you're closing yourself to other things that might be open in front of you. I know looking right. because you're so focused on the door to close that all the 10,000 windows are open and you know, not in your face, right? Right. So... So that's, I think, very important. That's a big challenge in this career is because there's a lot of disappointments. I mean, you need to like, if you're you're doing real estate and you're not ready to to take a hit multiple times a day, you're in the wrong career. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You've, you've met my wife, uh, Santiago, Cindy. You've met Cindy. And, and yes. she's, you know, I said many times, she's a Buddhist and uh, she came from, from Vietnam and, and she has really kind of helped me um, through the years to, 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 to re-sculpt my philosophy. And she used to say to me early on, when I lost a listing, I was a new agent. I had a new baby, maybe two new babies. And every listing, you know, and it was a new career. I'm like, ah, oh, why did I lose it? I must have done something wrong. And she looked at me, because she, she, she is a Buddhist, and she goes, the listing was never meant to be yours. It was meant to be the other guy's listing. Those two people were meant to work together. So you didn't do anything wrong. It just wasn't your time. That's correct. And over the years, that sank in. And I passed that on to my guys now. And I always say, when you're in the middle of a disappointment, when you're in the, in the middle of heartache, you might not know at that moment why it happened, but there will be a lesson in it. And yeah. it will be a lesson that will enrich your life. Yes. And you may not know it for a year or two years or five or 10 years, but trust me. Or maybe baby, never. Or maybe never. You know, and the moment you understand that, that's so true, Peter. I'm glad you said this because the moment that you understand that, honestly, now I just sit last night. I mean, I'll show it to you in my, in my text message. It's, it's just crazy that this conversation brought, got brought in here. I got kicked out of a listing and I was so pissed. I'm not understand why it wasn't fair. I was going through that, but I now have trained my muscle in my mind to get move on move on move on i got a text message from the person last night apologizing telling me that they were completely wrong that i was right and you know so now what i do is like when something happens like your wife says it's not meant to be i just sit and wait i'm like i can't wait to see what that's gonna happen i can tell you like how many times i didn't get a listing and then a lawsuit happened in that property because it wasn't built right or something. And I'm like, I'm glad that I didn't brought into that because I would have brought, be brought into that lawsuit if I hadn't been the agent, right? So a lot of times that happens. So that's why you need to have the ability to move on to the next one, right? It's like a, when you get a parking ticket. Every time I get a parking ticket, my assistant can tell you, I go straight from the ticket, pay it, done. 
Because if you have it in your desk for two weeks, what's going to happen? Every time you freaking walk in your office and you see the parking uh-huh. ticket, you're like, eh, oh, oh, why? Pay it, move on, right? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a beautiful philosophy. And it, and it, it took me a while to adapt. And, and I think, I think the, in, in my case, I can't say this about you. In my case, <clears throat> I don't take, oh, I try not to take things personally. And I did in the beginning. It's not about me. It's about them, right? It's about the clients or it's about the agents. And then the other thing is for me, what I found is I kind of borrowed my wife's philosophy of Buddhism and the universe. And I have something bigger than me that I think, yeah, well, I'm going to be dead and gone in like a few years and the earth will continue for billions more years. So, you know, I just, I, I, I kind of hand over my, I, I realize that I'm not in control of, uh, uh, of the steering wheel of the planet or even of my life, you know? And once I adopted that, thanks to her, the weight came off my shoulders and my career flourished. Amazing. Yeah. You know? That's so, how it works. I want to ask you a couple more questions because I know we're running out of time here. One, one question is just so the guys can, can learn and grow. Over the course of your career, what has been one or two of the biggest mistakes you've made? And I don't necessarily mean at listings, but I just mean choices or paths that you've taken. Uh, oof, I, mean, I don't know what the two biggest ones are because I made a lot of mistakes, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, mistakes that I've done in the past is like going to a listing agreement and not being prepared, thinking that you, you got it right. Uh, and that's when it comes like the, 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 it's good to be confident, but when you start becoming too confident, uh, you start losing, right? Because the, the, you, you can't get them all. So mistakes, not preparing yourself. And when I, when I, when I talk to people and when I do these seminars or whatever, I talk about why, how I, what's important. What the most important thing for me is, right? Wake up at five in the morning, meditate, be at the gym at six o'clock. Don't look at my phone until 7.30 when I get out of the gym. You know, eat healthy, exercise, listen to an audiobook while I'm working out. Those are the things that get me to at 7.30 when I'm turn on the phone to be on and be on at, at best of me, right? If those things don't happen in the morning or jumping in the ocean or something that is radical for me, I can show up 100%, right? So when you do that and you take care of yourself, the only other thing you need to do is know your craft. Because like in the secret says, right? You can visualize all you want. You can meditate all you want. You can listen to all the books. Uh, you can have all this knowledge, but if you don't apply it, then what's good for, right? So you need to combine that with understanding your market. Go in the MLS, like, you know, as much as you can. Look at what's out there. Look at dollar per square. Look at what sells more, what style sells more, what is, what side of the street. You need to understand your craft really well. Know the contract. Know what, what every point of the contract means. So when you prepare yourself better, Plus, you're in alignment with yourself and you're doing the things that fulfill you. I mean, you won't, you won't lose. And if you do, it won't be because it's something that's under your control. And then you learn something and make you become better. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, Santiago has truly has a rags to riches uh, um, story. He, you are the American dream, dude. I mean, I, I came to America because I thought it was a better place, although I came from a very privileged country. Thank you. Um, but you, you have all, even from afar, you inspire me, dude, because I know that you never get rattled. I always, whenever I think of you, I think of that big smile. Uh, and I, I always think that you always ask about the kids. You and Dennis Chernoff always ask about the kids first, which really is, it, it speaks volumes to, to who you are as a person. 
Um, I want to get from you some recommendations of audiobooks for the guys. What sure. are your top top three? What top your top favorites? Dude, uh, I mean, a uh, great book for what we do. And just to give you this, I will I will start with Relentless by Tim Grover. Mm -hmm. Great book. I would definitely read Think and Grow Rich, right? And I will read The Possible Effect. So you have Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, uh, Relentless by Tim Grover, and The Possible Effect by Joe Dispenza. Amazing. Amazing. And then where can people find you? Because I know I've got, they're already searching on Google and, and people that everybody knows you, but for those two or three people in maybe Idaho or wherever that don't know you and they're trying to find you, sure. where is the, where do you live? Which platform do you live on? I only use, I cancel everything except uh, Instagram. So I'm in Instagram under my name, Santiago Arana, with a check mark because I think there's a few other ones. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, actually, that I post all my videos of all the, the classes that I taught based on the Think and Grow Rich book. Uh, they're super cool. I do it in my office. So it's very real estate oriented uh, of goal settings and all that. And then I did a, a whole uh, eight or nine episodes while Corona hit because I saw that people were really scared and they were like, you know, having a hard time. So I, I, I created a a uh, series of, I think, eight or nine episodes in there that talks about what, what can we control and what not, what you should be doing with your mind while we're going through the pandemic and how to navigate those times, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool too. So either YouTube or Instagram and you'll see it. And, and, and again, ladies and gentlemen, to end with, there is a thread that is woven through this great man and all the great men and women that I've met in my life. And, and, and the thread is this. They're always quick to give away what they know. And it isn't some kind of look at me, you know, I, I look like I'm giving shit away. It's giving it away in that Richard Branson kind of way. Uh, and I, I know that I'm a better man when I give away. And I, I think you feel the same. Yeah. And so what that means is I'm going to ask you to give away more time in about another year to get you back on the podcast because we barely scratched Happy to the do surface. It, please. So Santiago, uh, you are a god, mate, and you are, you're a pal. And you are someone I admire, and I cannot thank you enough for being on the podcast, dude. You dropped some golden nuggets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you for having me. I feel flattered. I love what you're doing, and I'm happy to come back anytime, and uh, I'm here. You're the best, mate. That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast, so don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care, and I will see you later.